Welcome to the Faith, Health, and Home Digital Podcast. I am your host, Makeba Giles. Here we share information and resources for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being to help families live an inspired lifestyle and encourage healthy living. Thank you for joining us. Dear to Dream. Thank you for joining me today, Doctor. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's such a great pleasure to be here with you on this afternoon. And we know that in these unprecedented times, our faith and uh, is really what drives us and keeps us to stay focused on what God has called for us to do. Absolutely. Now, of course, in these times, everyone is feeling the impact of the coronavirus, particularly the African-American community. Um, Mm -hmm. As an economic trauma specialist, tell us what can the African-American community do right now to handle this and get through this pandemic? I'm so glad you asked that question, Makiba, because that's exactly what's transpiring and one of the reasons why I revisited Dare to Dream, pushing past your pain to pursue purpose because of this global traumatic moment that we find ourselves in. Uh, And so for African Americans in particular, it has hit us in an unusually hard way. Not that that's something that we're not accustomed to. It really feels as if when, uh, you know, America catches a whole African-Americans find themselves in a place where they have the flu or something to that degree. And so we're always disproportionately and more detrimentally impacted. And so one of the things that um, I think we have is this beautiful measurement of time. And time uh, it has served to be invaluable to many individuals to really align ourselves up with uh, God's purpose and plan for our lives. And when I say that, Uh, we oftentimes find that we respond to the events that happen in life. But now we have an opportunity to um, have our own executive decisions and judgment in pursuing what God has designed for us in our life. So everyone has been sat down. Everyone has been, um, you know, caused or, or, or been given the responsibility to take a pause. And so this pause for this global world and in our community in particular gives us a chance to say, God, what am I really here for? What is it that you have called for me to do? Uh, the areas in our lives where there has been such busyness, we don't have um, those issues as much anymore. And so I really began to not only seek the Lord, but to begin to do the research on the things that I've been really good at. And so once we finish praying, you need to do the research. What am I good at? What do I love to do? What brings me contentment or joy? Uh, Even if I'm underemployed, even if I'm an essential worker, what brings me a level of contentment where I feel as if I'm a valued contributor into society at large. So that's the first thing that I would do. I would sort of, you know, make that identification, write that down, and do uh, the level of research that's associated with it. The second thing that I would do, um, and I think that this is really important, is because it and it leads to a better economic future overall. We need to begin to do the hard work of where we're standing in our finances and our resources, um, you know, and put a strategy in place. One of the things that um, I have done, Makiba, that I think is very important, and for people uh, that may not know this, a little bit of my backdrop is very important here. I am a certified financial planner by vocation. 
I'm also a World Trade Center survivor. I worked on the 73rd floor of two World Trade Center, and I was in the building on um, September 11, 2001. And so uh, after dealing with the trauma of 9-11, I dealt with the economic trauma of having this really wonderful income that was over $100,000 down to less than $18,000. And so I had to rebuild. So I'm not just speaking from from the perspective of this financial plan, I'm speaking from the reality of what we as minorities have been dealt with um, day in and day out. And so in doing that and recognizing that it's impacting us more detrimentally, uh, one of the things that I had to do was to operate with integrity and begin to communicate with those individuals that I was indebted to, to really get a grasp of where my finances were, honest assessment or picture of it, and where I could make changes, I had to make the changes. Where I needed to sacrifice, I made the sacrifice. I really had to delve into identifying what is a like versus a need or a want versus a need. And that's hard for us sometimes because we do work hard and we oftentimes are uh, overworked and underpaid. And so it's like, where do you find this extra resources? But I kicked in and really brought it down to the lowest common denominators. And then we operate with integrity and communicating with our debtors and those individuals um, that we are financially indebted to. So that's the second thing um, that I think we as a collective um, body of believers can do. The third thing is, um, you know, is, is equally as important, all of them taken in context, but they're all equally important. Um, but the third one uh, really helps us to get out of where it is that we're standing. When we can get to the place where we're liberated from the rules and the engagement of what society has at large, because they're not really putting the value on us the way that we ought to be valued. And so we need our own infrastructure. We need our own plans. We need our own businesses. We need our own influence in uh, the nine areas of economy and commerce that are very impactful. And so we need to start becoming the decision makers. And so whatever people's gifts are, whatever talents that they have, whatever God's purpose is for them in their lives, it should be in alignment with an infrastructure base that gives us the conduit conduit for not only savings, but savings investments, and also an opportunity to be our own bosses. So I know that was a lot, but I think that that's very important for us. Yeah, those are some excellent tips you share there. Thank you for sharing those. Now, um, you gave a little bit of your background and um, your personal experience. Now, you have re-released your book, Dare to Dream, um, after 10 years. Tell us how your personal experience, um, not only then going through 9-11, but um, leading up to now, plus the pandemic that we're in right now, um, led you to re-release your Dare to Dream book. Well, um, so if I journey back to September 11, 2001, um, it was such a devastating experience or a moment for me, and it was life-altering. And so that first journey, because I believe from an American perspective, we have had such a traumatic experience coming into the turn of the century, and my case is no different. And so as I was going and living and trying to exist and trying to pick up the pieces of my life, it was about 2007, 2008. I had been called to ministry. I'm trying to get my financial affairs back in order. I had really lost almost everything, almost everything. Everything. 
and I'm still believing in God. I'm like, God, what is going on? But the reality was that I was physically impacted, and it, it turned out that I had um, asthma and COPD and some other non-11 related uh, um, diagnoses, including post-traumatic stress disorder and stuff. And so I'm standing there, and I was always a believer. I, I, I believe in, I advocate prayer all the time. And I was praying corporately one night. And um, as I'm praying corporately one night, it was like an out-of-body experience where the Lord began to speak to me. And as I'm trying to pray, I'm hearing God say, Nicole, your dream don't even impress me like don't you know who I am and I'm sitting there like what God you know trying to lead in corporate prayer and I was like it was it was so surreal for me and I remembered um, just being in a place like well God I feel like I'm a visionary like I, I do you know major things you know overall but I think I may have, in the midst of all of my trauma, put God in this box or minimized who it is that he was. And so he reminded me because of his unconditional love for me. And so uh, one of the things that I began to do is say, okay, God, well, where can we go? And so when I first released Dare to Dream, which ultimately was um, a... a, a, a um, presentation that I gave that carried me all throughout uh, the country, when I first released it in book form, it was aspirational in nature because I was still trying to pick up the pieces of my life and move forward. And so I was writing it from an aspirational place of saying, you know, we can't allow the things that happen to us uh, to deter us from our dreams. And so that was 10 years ago, and it was aspirational at that time. But when I looked back as we were going through um, really from the beginning of this new decade, I looked back at where God had brought me from. Now, Makiba, I got to tell you this. This is the be most beautiful thing when I look at giving God time to work through me and me not penalizing myself for having a bad year. When I came into 2010, which is 10 years ago, I had no degrees. I didn't even have my bachelor's as of yet. I knew where God was taking me. I was influential in my business, uh, you know, and I was in the ministry. 2013, I graduated from Oral Roberts University um, in a with a bachelor's of science in church ministries. 2016, I graduated from New Brunswick Theological Seminary with my Masters of Divinity. And then in December 2019, I defended my um, dissertation at Boston University with a graduation date of January 2020. And so I look at what God has done in a 10-year period of time in my life, and I said, wow, God, look, because I dreamed, I was able to accomplish. And so when the world got sat down because of COVID-19, the Lord said, you have something to share with them. Look at what it is that I brought you through. Take the lens off of time and tell my sons and my daughters, do not define their life by what is going on in this moment of time, this snapshot. But if they do what it is I'm instructing and directing them to do, then what will happen is they will see the progress in their lives over time. And so that's why I thought it was essential to re-release it because now I'm not thinking aspirationally anymore. I've lived it in the last decade, and I believe that there's some tools and some areas of resources um, that I was able to provide in Dare to Dream, Pushing Past Your Pain to Pursue Purpose, that will help other individuals, particularly while they're sitting down. One of the things that I'm very uh, grateful for and proud of in terms of this particular book 
is that, first of all, if I have always gotten the response that it was a conversation. Like people who have read it that have, um, you know, responded back even a decade ago said, you know, they felt like they were in dialogue with me. This time I've added where there is an opportunity for us not to just converse, but you to do something about it. So we always talk about writing things down, how powerful it is when you begin to write things down, you know, write the vision, make it plain, uh, you know, so I sort of added those tools of how do I start writing things down? What am I looking to write down? How do I begin to research that? And then there's one other area that I really love, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm infused it uh, into this particular book, and it's really the story of um, the Wiz. We all love the Wiz, and we know that Dorothy got lost from home, lost her way, and along the journey of trying to get back home, she, she bumps into you or she comes across three individuals. We all need a team of individuals in our lives, and so for me, it's like how do you develop the team that will help you not only to dream, but to fulfill your dreams. So we need someone with love who loves us unconditionally. We need someone intellectually that can challenge us and uh, provide different perspectives in our lives and then we need someone of great courage that can cheer us on and say we can do this I know it looks scary I know it looks like it's a lot of trauma I know it feels as if all of us have sat down and I don't have a job anymore I got my pink slip you know my body is I'm not feeling right I've been impacted by COVID-19 all of those things can be true but there's someone that's there to say be very courageous during this period of time we can all make it through Absolutely. Thank you for sharing your journey with us. Now, um, we talked about 10 years past. Let's talk about 10 years in the future. Um, what advice would you give to someone who right now can only see the current, can only see right now? Um, we know that there's power in looking long term versus looking in the moment. So what advice would you like to give to people to um, inspire them to look beyond what they're seeing happening in their lives right now? Well, I ask a very important question to individuals, and that question is, if money were not an issue, what would you do with your life? What is your life's purpose? And, um, you know, what it does is it gives us that permission to dream. You know, and if I'm saying money is not the primary objective, because that's really what weighs us down, money oftentimes drives all of our decisions in the moment. But if we can take that and put it to the side for a moment, we can really determine where it is that we want to be. And so just to give yourself permission to look at where am I going to be on December 31st, 2029, and if I can take small baby steps to get there, there might be the moment of now where I can't even see that being possible, you know. But because I have written it out, because I have seen myself here, because I'm doing the research and making the steps, we'd be amazed at how far we can advance our lives. One of the things as a financial advisor that I thought was very important for people to know is that people do not become wealthy overnight. They don't get to a place of financial security and stability overnight. The way that they do that is slow and steady, like very incrementally. And so 
if we can use that concept in our finances, then we can use that concept in our purpose. We can use that concept in our um, businesses. We can use that concept in our relationships with our families. I'm going to build on what I have now, brick by brick, day by day, moment by moment, and see where it is that I land in 10 years down the road. And because I've created the roadmap, right, I said where I'm trying to go. Because I've said that, I have at least a direction that I'm going in. If we allow life to dictate how we move, then life will always get the better of us. But if we start putting out into the atmosphere the power of what it is that we want, then we'll find ourselves moving in the direction of that. Can it happen overnight? Absolutely not. Half of the country is still sitting down, you know, because we can't go anywhere. But we, what we do have the ability to do is make the investment of time into ourselves. It's the most powerful thing that we can do, and we owe it all to ourselves. And so that's what I would do, Makiba. I would sit down and say, if money is not my issue, my driving force, the factor in which defines my decisions that I'm making today, what would be my life purpose? We figure that out, we can move forward and begin to achieve that goal, even if we have to work 40 hours a week, even if we have three children that we have to take care of, even if we have to have two part-time jobs that turns out to be more than a part-time job of 20 hours. We got to do 30 hours here, 40 hours here, you know, and we're overworked and underpaid. We have a strategy of something that is giving us some level of joy that we're working on for us. And that might be the only thing that's keeping us going moment by moment, but it's powerful enough that it will allow us to continue to move forward. Excellent there. And now we talked about time. Let's talk about faith. Um, let us know some ways that we can incorporate our faith to work alongside um, this gift of time we've been given to put those strategies into place that you mentioned so that we can see ourselves in a better position not only 10 years from now, but even to come out of this pandemic better than how we were when we went in. I'm so glad that you asked that question because um, faith is very important in our lives. And so um, I know we're talking about Dare to Dream, but I've written a book after 40 years with the Lord. I just want to share this uh, with your audience. One of the things that um, I am, you know, is a daughter of the Father for 40 plus years. I met him when I was seven. I am 49 now, so it's been 42 years since I've been journeying with the Lord. Um, and I met him in the midst of trauma. I was in a, you know, in a family where, as a young child, we were taken advantage of sexually, and we were taken advantage of physically. So, um, anyone that's in that level of position, oftentimes doesn't even know what faith is because all that you see around you is devastation. But I was gifted the Bible at the age of seven. And I began to read the red words even at the age of seven. My family didn't go to church or anything of that nature. Uh, but I began to read the red words, and the red words began to encourage me. They began to empower me. They began to, you know, guide my life. And so 
we don't oftentimes understand how powerful the Word of God is for ourselves. And so what I encourage individuals to do is to stand on the Word of God. Now, why is this important? Because the enemy plays with our mind. What he does is he throws up what is in the natural realm or the current situation or the fact that you can't get through unemployment right now and you've been calling all hours of the day or the fact that you have to go into work and you're really concerned because the state that you live in is a state where other individuals are not practicing social distancing and so you're worried or you're concerned about your own health, your welfare, your well-being. You know, how do you keep faith in that moment of time? But I stand on the word of God that says, even if my current circumstances or position uh, doesn't look favorable in my sight or in my eyes, the Bible reminds me that I always win. The Bible reminds me that God's word never fails. It reminds me that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. And it goes on to tell me without faith it's impossible to please God. So it, it leads me to know that faith is an action word, that I'm just going to plow ahead, I'm going to keep pressing on, and I'm going to hold God to his word. That's the one beautiful thing that in my journey of life, through all of the trauma that I've endured, and one of the reasons why I am very intentional about telling individuals all of their traumatic experiences that I've endured is because at the end of the day, what has kept me was God's promise over my life, and I'm going to live to fulfill it because his word cannot come back to him void. And so anytime I can give God his word back, it doesn't matter how I feel. It's what I know that God said, and that's what has driven us. And so when we know the word of God, that means we got to stand on his word, which means we got to read his word. And if we, were, if we know this and we read it and we stand on it, then we realize that our faith will guide us through the most tumultuous of times. And if we allow that to happen, you'd be amazed at where it is that we can be in. Because a day does turn into a week, turn into a month, turn into a year. And then 10 years later, you look at how far you have advanced. Amen. Absolutely. Now, we all. This is all about your Dare to Dream book that you have written and re and are re-releasing right now. Um, let us know how your Dare to Dream book can serve as a blueprint, um, along with the Bible, to help people navigate from the pandemic on to the next decade of their lives. Um, I believe that uh, you know. Um, as one that is a theologian, I mean, all of my areas of study is in an um, foundational base off of the Word of God. So let me start by saying that I believe that the Word of God, um, you know, is paramount in our lives. But I think God gives us resources that help expound on or elaborate in our own personal areas. And so for me, Dare to Dream is indicative of the journal that goes along with what is written in the Word of God. And so as you begin to read as you began uh, to apply the principles that are outlined in the book, if you really begin to apply it and the principles that are in the book, as you would look at and have, you know, some level of reverence and respect for the Word of God, you will see that they complement each other for the advancement of who it is that you are. And so in that, this book serves as a guide to write down what you believe through prayer you have received from the Lord. You know, it begins to write down your purpose, your identity, where it is that you're supposed to be moving forward with in God. And so um, this re-release of Dare to Dream is to remind individuals 
the plans and the thoughts that God has for us, thoughts of peace and not of evil to provide us with a future and a hope. And the word of God says, even further down, Jeremiah 29, uh, not with verse 11, but verse 14, says, when you search for me with your whole heart, you will surely find me. And so God doesn't want what it is he created for us to be in this world to be a secret or kept. He wants us to come and consult with him about who it is that we are. The book helps us figure that out. I love that, absolutely. And um, lastly, Dr. Simpson, tell us where can people find your um, Dare to Dream book as well as all of your other books that you've written as well? Thank you. Um, I would suggest that everyone just go to www.nicolebb simpson.com nicole b simpson.com all of my books my materials are there it leads also to you know online if you um you know if you google my name and you you go there you'll be able to find all of the information but the best place to start um you know it's on kindle it's regular um you know it's in regular print as well all of the books, all of the material, but the best place to start is to by going to NicoleBSimpson.com. Right on that website is also a store, so you can get all of the books and the material there, as well as other information you may find to be invaluable. Thank you for sharing that. And I'm just going to go over um, the other books that you've released as well, because all of your books are very important right now um, to help inspire and motivate people to get through these times that we're in. Um, Dr. Nicole Simpson has written six books all together. Um, one is called Personal Prayer for All Occasions. Um, listen and Learn How God Speaks to You. The Ultimate Plan, A Financial Survival Guide for Life's Unexpected Events, which is the topic we were discussing earlier. Planning for a Reason, a Season, and a Lifetime, something that we also touched upon here. Um, and then her journey um, about 9-11, A Long Road Toward Recovery, and as well as Dare to Dream, Pushing Past Your Pain to Pursue Purpose. And again, you can find all six of those books on Dr. Simpson's website of NicoleBSimpson.com. You can also find them on Amazon as well. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Simpson. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your words of wisdom with us. And we wish you the best of success going forward and to stay healthy and stay safe in these times. Thank you so much, Makiba, and to your audience. I just say thank you. I certainly do appreciate your time as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith, Health, and Home digital podcast. For transcripts of this episode and others, visit our website at faithhealthandhome.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you again for joining us.